Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. So, here we are. WrestleMania 1. Even though it's not called WrestleMania 1 the time, it was just Wrestlemania. Amazingly, it was almost dubbed the Colossal Tussle because that's what Vince McMahon wanted to call it. And I tell you, I get super duper sad about this. If you told me we were on the cusp of Colossal Tussle 40, my life would be exactly 2.97% better. Instead, it was legendary ring announcer Howard Finkel that came up with Wrestlemania because of course, Beatlemania had a big thing. And he's like, well, let's just put wrestle in front of that. Bob's your ankle even though his name was Howard. Most of the other stories you've heard about all of this are true too, because way back in 1985, pay-per-view wasn't really a thing, and even closed-circuit television, which is what the WWF was going to use, was still a crazy concept, to the point the sell job here was, well, you need to see this amazing sports entertainment event, to the point you have to leave your house and go to a theater or some kind of arena to watch it. The thing of that, it's rainy and it's horrible, and you're still going to go somewhere live but not actually be part of the live experience. What? And it also was make or break too, because when you do get into the research, it does sound like if this had been an absolute bust, Vince McMahon would have been in trouble. But instead, over one million people decided, you know what? I have to go and check this out. And it was easily the largest wrestling event anybody in the United States had ever watched on CCTV, unless you were down in Pennsylvania. Because there, in the Civic Arena, halfway through, there was a tech issue and WrestleMania just shut off before it had finished. So do you know what the people did? They started to throw garbage at the screen. Also meant two weeks after this, WrestleMania aired for free in the area. But I just love the idea of someone going, well, now I don't know if Mr. T is going to win. Give me that tomorrow. And while we do see this as a huge step forward now for the WWF, let's not pretend otherwise. The reason WrestleMania was born because Vince McMahon wanted a big old event to compete with Jim Crockett's promotion, Starcade. That meant the powers that be went to work and they organized a very special relationship with Madison Square Garden, which, yeah, you could still going on today in 2023. You also have to talk about MTV, which was a huge reason for this success, because McMahon went and made a deal with that network when we had the brawl to end it all, which we know now is a massive lie. We think how many brawls you've seen since 1985. There's also a second one called The War to Settle the Score, I get angry when I was reading this. I was like, can we stop with the alliteration? During all of this too, they forged a bond with Cindy Lauper. And can you believe it? She's still not in the WWE Hall of Fame. Now maybe she doesn't want to go to the Hall of Fame, and that's perfectly cool. But if she does, what the hell are you doing, WWE? I mean, you can just smell it all over this show. Without her, you would have been toast. And it totally did what it was meant to do as well, because the rock and wrestling connection means now we're gearing up to WrestleMania 40 
it has sold 90,000 tickets already. I mean, that's over two days, but still, you go back to the first WrestleMania, and that did close to 20,000, which at the time was amazing. But look at this escalation. Going in front of a massive MGS crowd, and kind of like going back to the Stone Age, let's up those downs for WrestleMania 1. Not one. You do have to imagine that you're sat in a theater or whatever to get the most out of this. The very first thing you see at WrestleMania, or here I should say, is the most 1980s guitar riff ever, as images of tonight's matches flash up on the screen, but there's no context, and when we've been through every single contest, you just get the WrestleMania logo. But if I had paid for this, I would have got up and shouted, excuse me, friends, what the flub is going on? Wonderfully, we do then cut to Gorilla Monsoon and Jesse Ventura, who are going to be our commentary team for the evening. Now, look, they're both heroes. But given that Monsoon is no longer with us anymore, just an absolute treat. Our thinking is also here with the funniest microphone you'll ever see in your life, because it has a massive Madison Square Garden sign on it. But it is so huge, you can't even see his face. So he's trying to pop up from behind it. And I was like, man, whoever designed that should have been fired. He passed over to Mean Gene Oakland, who has been given the task of singing the national anthem. So once again, this has definitely changed. Because if you had told me this was somebody's drunk uncle who didn't know the words, I would totally believe you. Now look, Mean Gene is one of a kind. This is terrible. Lord Alfred Hayes is then here for no reasons, but he just says, oh, well, we did do a couple of interviews with Tito Santana and the executioner. Sorry. Yes, we better play them. I was like, oh, thanks, Alfred. Good to see you care. This will just throw you right back into the 80s as well, because Tito is up first. He's all like, well, you know, my opponent is pretty big, but he may be big, but I'll take him down. Arriba! And he just walks off. Like, man, you didn't talk me into the building. I totally forgot about the execution of Ho, because even though he has this intimidating name, he comes in wearing the worst ring gear you've ever seen, and this red mask that kind of makes him look like a gimp. I mean, he's basically got tights on his face and he says, Tito Santana, I'm gonna work your legs. Like, man, Chief, you don't have this down at all. When the match just starts, no pageantry, no showmanship, no entrances. I mean, a few people do get it on WrestleMania, but in terms of the overall presentation, we weren't there yet. Also, and please do forgive me, this is bad. I mean, it's also amazing because we are treating the executioner as if he's the best thing going, but it's mostly just the match to shine Tito Santana up. He's more interested in just doing arm drags for a while. It's like, hey, go Tito. That is the whole point though, because you do have to watch it as if you are in the 80s. Because when Santana gives this guy a back body drop, just look at the fans, they lose their minds. The big man also started to kick Tito in the gut. And I was like, you lied to me, executioner. You said you were going after the leg. When he applies the leg lock, which he holds for around about 3.4 seconds. So they just get a bunch of body slams and splashes. You know, this is WrestleMania, because of course we're thinking about it as it is today, when Tito just locks on the figure four and the executioner gives up. I'm like, man, X, you suck. He's also a massive liar, and I bet he's never actually killed anyone either. And I do understand this. The whole point was it was a platform to build Tito Santana, who was going on to be a pretty big star. But in terms of me watching it right here in my office, well, it's definitely getting a down. Never want to see it again. You also get a slow motion figure four off the replay. So once again, I was on the floor. Surprise, surprise. The executioner vanished soon after this. Then I had more interviews, this time with ST Jones. And he told us he's going to get down with the fans. Doesn't sound kosher at all. He is also super excited, even though he is taking on King Kong Bundy, managed by Jimmy Hart. And here's the crutch of their promo. Once again, I'm a big man. Look how big I am. When I go out there, I'm going to crush you because I'm a big man. And in a couple of years, this dude was going to be headlining mania. Guess how long this goes to? If you're shouting 20 seconds, 
You're right. Then all Bundy does is go bear hug, splash, bigger splash, one, two, three. And that pissed me off. I was like, Bundy, isn't your gimmick meant to be the whole five count thing? But as soon as the ref has got uno dos tres, he just gets up. I was like, what is the point? So once again, I've already forgot about this and I had to check my notes before I spoke it to you. But it's just absolutely has no point. This is no point to it. Down. When we get a very interesting chat, because Mean Gene is chatting to Matt Bourne, and yeah, in around about seven years' time, he was gonna become Doink the Clown. And even though he doesn't do much here, go and look into his eyes, you can kind of feel it. He's also about to take on Ricky Steamboat, who he says is a crappy pro wrestler because he's too nice. When Steamboat comes in and says, well, yes, maybe I am a little bit too nice. That's why tonight I have to prove I'm a tough guy. Seriously, screw all these 2023 promos. I want more of this. Now look, this isn't anything amazing and you shouldn't go out of your way to see it. But because it is Ricky Steamboat, one of the best pure in-ring wrestlers ever, and because Matt Bourne does just get it, this one actually kind of works. Now, of course, the dragon was going to go on to much bigger things than this, but it's the way he moves, it's the way he sells, and it's the way that he just does all of his moves. You kind of stare at him and you just feel it deep down in your tum-tum. You want to like him. You also feel like you have gone back 40-odd years when he does win with a crossbody. And of course, I was chuckling at that because it is the ultimate comeback move of 2023. But in the modern day, everybody does it. And back then, Rick could beat you one, two, three. So you can just tell the steamboat is going to go on to do something super special here. And I like that. It's like a walk down memory lane. But the real issue with WrestleMania 1 is it's just such a copy and paste job, like the first Assassin's Creed. There's a different video for a different day, because then it is just right back into another interview. Now it is David Sammartino, son of Bruno, this poor guy. Talk about living in the ultimate shadow. And the whole time, everybody's just like, oh, man, it's Bruno's kid. He is also going to face Brutus the Barber Beefcake. And as we have arrived here, we have to remind ourselves that, yes, Brutus had decided, well, I want to be a good professional wrestler. Maybe if I learn how to cut hair, that will help me. Whatever you want to do. Luscious Johnny Valiant is also his manager. That's a terrible nickname. Nobody wants to be Luscious. And because he's such a mega asshole, he doesn't let the beefcake speak. And amazingly, he gets to the ring and Brutus is announced from parts unknown. Oh, yeah, spooky barber. Now, I am going to be a horrible person again, so I do apologize, but this too is terrible. Like, you could put two turtles in front of me and tell them to race, and even if they took 45 years to finish the damn thing, I'd enjoy it more. Because it's honestly just strike, hold, eye poke, put them on the floor, do some kind of a hold, get up, strike, poke, go down, do a bit of a rest, kind of stare at each other for a little while. <laughs> when it ends in a double DQ, so the next time people go on the internet and go, Neh, wrestling never used to do stuff like this, Fuck me, they didn't. This is shenanigans central. It is amazing, though, because when David does get thrown out of the ring, people treat this like, oh, my gosh, he got thrown out of the ring. <laughs> this is when Valiant is there. He attacks, which is actually when you get to the good stuff. Because Bruno Sammartino is at ringside, and he comes in to help his son. And just go and watch the MSD audience. They absolutely love him. It also means we do get this double DQ, even though I was like, excuse me, ref, Johnny was the first person to interfere. But honestly, I've had toilet breaks that were more worthy than this. Terrible thing to say. So I'm going to give it a down. But because of that Bruno Sammartino pop, it is getting an up. I mean, in around about 30 seconds, you totally understand why he was so big and the magic. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Greg Valentine and Jimmy Hart round two are then here. At least the hammer has something of importance to say. He's the greatest intercontinental champion of all time. The junkyard dog is his opponent, and because he is a dog, he makes a lot of bone references. I mean, you would do, wouldn't you? He was also so over with this damn crowd that he's the first person to get a proper entrance, and by the time he gets in the ring, seriously. If he had become the Intercontinental Champion, we'd probably still be talking about it today. He's also so over that at one point he starts doing these headbutts as if he is a dog. And I guess you would do that. I mean, he has called himself the Junkyard Dog, but it did kind of make me stare off into the abyss. Valentine is then going for the figure four. And honestly, at this point, we'd seen the figure four about 922 times. And I was shouting, why don't you do something else? Well, I think Greggy Boy here was just trying to copy Ric Flair because he then gets smacked in the face. And he does the big flare flop. I was then laughing my ass off again because Jimmy Hart cast distraction. So once again, wrestling hasn't changed in 40 years. And of course, when Greg goes to hit Junkyard Dog, he gets out the way and he punches Jimmy Hart instead. But once again, the fans react to this like they've just seen Hulk Hogan. Well, actually, what did happen here is that it distracted everybody to the point the hammer raked the Junkyard Dog's eyes. Then he trips him up and he pins him. But because he puts his feet on the ropes, he gets the one, two, three. And I tell you this, I saw it on Raw yesterday. You think he would have used a gun though, because people are so damn outraged, including Tito Santana. He comes down, he's all like, hey referee, let me tell you what happened. The ref just totally believes him. That one needs to come into question when the official restarts the match. And Greg is like, well, look, I'm already on the outside of the ring. I'm just going to leave. <laughs> he gets counted out. This is absolute nonsense, but I tell you why it clicks. Because Greg the Hammer Valentine is a good heel, the Junkyard Dog is a good babyface. Like, everything in between is utter nonsense. But I don't know why I meant. I actually really enjoyed this up. Mean Gene is then back with Nikolai Volkov and the Iron Sheik. And I totally forgot they were managed by Freddie Blassie. The amount of legends on this show. Oakland is so good too, because when he's talking to Nikolai, he goes, Commie, <laughs> excuse me, comrade. It's those little things that we should be doing today. When we cut to Lou Albano who is there with Mike Rotunda and Barry Windham, or IRS and the Stalker. Of course, we get Volkov singing the Russian National Anthem before this to mega heat, as Iron Sheik is all like, whoa, Russia number one, Iran number one. And I was like, well, how can they both be number one? When out come the baby faces, and flub me are they beloved. Now, this, of course, worked because they were the US Express, but once again, it comes down to good wrestling workers. Because Rotundo knew what he was doing, Wyndham absolutely knew what he was doing, and when they get a rocking and a rolling, 
Well, it doesn't matter, it's 1985. Good is good. The other side of this, though, is Volkov and Sheik. And while they're never going to be 6.25 stars in the Tokyo Dome workers, because they're so damn good at the characters, well, I think that anybody could actually bite into this and have a good time. You also get a sunset flip at one point, and people react to this like they've just seen a 450, like they can't actually believe it. And because Iron Sheik hates this modern crap, he applies the abdominal stretch, and we got an atomic drop. I was loving it. I don't know what this is. Once again, it proves that wrestling hasn't changed. It's Barry Windham that gets the hot tag. And all the way back in 1985, he was running wild. When he also hits this awesome drop kick and gets the one, two, ooh. That's when I was like, oh, yeah, Barry Windham, he also really, really good. Iron Sheik is responsible for breaking up that cover too. And Mike Rotundo cannot believe that people could be so heelish. So he gets in the ring. That distracts the referee. So there it is again, which is when Sheiky Baby gets Freddy's cane. He just smacks Barry Windham. And he's done. Volkov just pins him too. Can't be bothered to do any kind of a move. And he gets the one, two, three. And this does come across as a big deal. Because, of course, not only do we have brand new tag team champions, but now the people that own them are the heelest of all heels. So it really is just quintessential old school tag team wrestling. Especially because afterwards, we talked to Freddie Blassie. He's like, what are you talking about, a cane? I don't even own one. I, mean, I think I love this. Give me more of it all of the time. Up. When we got some damn sports entertainment. What a world. Because it was the $15,000 John Studd Body Slam Challenge. And while he is taking on Andre the Giant, one, the money is in like a WWF gym bag, which looks totally terrible. And two, Andre, for about three minutes, does everything but try to slam him. What? So I think this was mostly done to get Andre on the show, who wasn't moving as well as he once did, because of course he was getting a little bit ill. But yeah, at one point he puts him in a bear hug. And I wanted to call up the past and say, can someone tell the giant that's not what he's meant to be doing? The fans also go really quiet because they too are going, well, he's going to slam him eventually. Just hold on, Cliff. It's going to happen eventually. When he does slam him, everybody goes crazy. He takes the money when Bobby the Brain Heenan arrives and he just steals it. <laughs> I absolutely love it. So look, while it was awesome to see Andre, this is not the giant we were used to. And this thing kind of just exists, so I am going to give it a down. But given how much Bobby Heenan made me laugh, it is getting it up. The woman's title is on the line next, which is a crazy thing to say when you do go through the history. Because soon after this, it was going to vanish for ages. It was also Leani Kai with the fabulous Moolah taking on Wendy Richter with Cindy Lauper in her corner. And while Cindy does cut a very strange promo here, let's not pretend she wasn't a super duper megastar. Totally was. Kai also walks in the bad guy champion, which is why Lauper is on the other side. But let's just call a spade a spade here and be honest, this is also just a little bit bad. Because Leilani and Richter kind of just fall all over the place, although I guess they could have been told to do that given how WWF viewed women's wrestling back then. And when they go for a drop kick, well, it kind of lands, but kind of doesn't. From nowhere, Moolah is then choking Wendy, and everybody is fine with this other than Cindy Lauper. But again, this is just a sport so Lauper can get in her face. When? We get what may be the worst backbreaker ever. I don't want to be horrible. I don't want to be that guy. If you were going to grade it on a scale of 1 to 10, you'd give it fish. We also get the ultimate comeback move of 2023 when Kai hits a crossbody. And I think Wendy Richter is meant to roll through. And she certainly does a variation of that. And thankfully, she ends up in a pretending position. She gets the 1, 2, 3, and she becomes the champion. Now I think we should all go home. I mean, it is nice to see this title switch, especially on a show like WrestleMania. And, of course, Cindy Lauper just whips all the ass afterwards. But look, I can't get away with what I did see with my eyes. Cindy deserves all the praise. I've already said it once, and I'll say it a thousand times. But yeah, I do apologize. 
It has to get it down. However, just to walk back on those comments a little bit, if a wrestling show is designed to make fans lose their minds and go crazy and shout things, well, when it comes to Cindy, she has to get an up. They treat her like the second coming. It's pretty cool. We then just throw as many recognizable faces as we can at the camera, because you have the manager of the New York Yankees, you have Liberace, and of course, Muhammad Ali is there. And now I look back and I'm like, how the flub did they get him? You also have Pat Patterson as the actual referee, I guess, because he actually understood wrestling and knew what was going on. When we went big with Roddy Piper's entrance and he had all the bagpipes, and I tell you this, I know you know and I know, my dead nan knows, but when it comes to the rowdy one, what a flubbing great heel. He's also out with Paul Orndorff, who quite sadly, he has to play second fiddle. But if you want to know what WrestleMania 1 is all about, just fast forward to Hulk Hogan's entrance and watch the damn reaction to this. I mean, it really was a different level. He's also with Mr. T, which people also loved, and Jimmy Snooker is out there because the bad guys came out with Bob Orton, so you have to balance those books. And at this point, I am just going to give it an up due to the noise. I mean, we've just talked about this. And when I was watching it, even though I was aware of it, I was still a little bit taken aback. And as for the rest of it, well, it's a little bit of a mess. Now, we do have to point out that once again, Roddy Piper is just the best. Because even though he's all like, oh, Mr. T, I can have you, and he does for a little bit, as soon as he knows he has to turn the tide, he lets B.A. Baracus whip his ass. He's just like, damn, Roddy, you got it completely. He's so mad he gives him a fireman's carry when we do get this massive brawl, and Muhammad Ali decides, no, we can't possibly have fighting in a wrestling match. So he's trying to stop it. Hogan knew what to do in such a situation, though, because he grabbed the heels and he clonked both of their heads. 1980s wrestling. Orndorff didn't like any of this, so he made sure Hogan fell to the outside, which is when Roddy has a chair and he whacks Hulk with it as hard as he can. When I say whacks as hard as he can, I mean taps lightly. I mean, why hurt him when you don't need to? And they go totally out of control, because of course we kind of need to protect Mr. T here, because he didn't really know what he was doing, which is when, when we get into the brass taxes, it's essentially Piper Orndorff. And Hogan. Even with this, though, the Hulkster is aware enough to know that Mr. T has to get the hot tag. So he gets in there, and for about eight seconds, he's throwing bones. Then he gets cut off. Whoops. Muhammad Ali then just gets on the apron again, because I think he's like, I haven't been on camera for at least three minutes. When we do the proper hot tag, it goes to Hulk once again. Every single person in this place just loses it. He talks everybody, and then Bob Orton is in there, and Jimmy Snooker is in there, and in the Bobby's trying to help his team. He accidentally hit Paul Orndorff. I was like, damn it, that's meant to be your friend. And of course, the cowboy is wearing that dreaded cast, so Paul isn't moving, and after Hulk Hogan has got rid of everybody, he just sees this carcass. He's like, man, I may as well pin him. One, two, three. So once again, I couldn't get up, because I was like, man, the end of WrestleMania is just a house show finish. And look, I am going to give it another up because there are some enjoyable moments to it. It also has to get it down. It kind of feels like it was written by children. Piper still makes sure to floor Pat Patterson before he does leave because he has to get his heat back. This is when Orndorff comes too and he's like, oh my gosh, everybody has left me. And he actually looks really sad. Hogan also does his promo after the match, which is a little bit strange, but he just puts Mr. T over. But essentially what it does do is what WWE would do for a lot of times at WrestleMania sent everybody home happy. He also talks about the fact that Hulkamania will be forever. And here we are in 2023. And yep, it's still kind of going strong. Which leaves me in a very precarious position because in many ways I would like to give WrestleMania one a down. It has so many bad bits, but because of what it is and its significance in the industry, you do have to give it up. I mean, without it, maybe Goofy Wrestling would have died out forever. And I can't handle that. 
my favorite thing. Now, of course, please do leave a comment below and let me know what you thought about WrestleMania 1 or whatever the hell you want to talk about. It's your life. When you click the video on the screen for another retro ups and downs, like the video, share the video, and subscribe. Whatculture.com. And you can follow us on social media too. Otherwise, you have yourself a lovely Friday. See you soon. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.